0: Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Wow. Turn to somebody and say four equals three. It's a new math class. (laughs) See? Pays to graduate. (laughs) She was not able to be with us last Sunday. She's here this morning, and we have honored her. In fact, we asked if she would give back the card, we would be able to go out to lunch today. And um, she didn't return the card. Smart graduate. So this is going to be two weeks in a row now that we are going to talk about our nation. I wasn't planning on it. I was going to go back and talk about closing out the series on battle. But because of men like Billy Graham, who passed the torch, by the way, what are you doing? Are you passing the torch? What kind of a torch is it? Billy Graham handed the torch to Anne, his daughter, and to Franklin. How many know today is a day of prayer for this nation? Mm-hmm. How many know that the church isn't doing much about it? We should keep our hands down because it's really true. And it's very embarrassing. I was reading a devotional today and I pulled it up on my phone. And I may read it with you. Uh, is by Greg Rochelle. And it's a clear picture on who Jesus Christ really was. We all think that Jesus was some kind of a soft, gentle, little, you know, like, Oh, sweet Jesus. Well, I have good news for you. You should have been there when he showed up in the tabernacle, in the temple, and he saw them doing everything else than what the place was called to do. He tore it up. He doesn't live in this building. He lives in your temple. And if we're not people of prayer, he's coming. He's bringing it to you. We are called to pray. So today, in honor of Billy Graham and his son, Franklin and also their daughter. We're going to go back to 4 equals 3 in just a moment. I want to read a quote. He has asked that this nation would make this day a day of prayer for our country. So when I read this quote, I do not want you to feel as if, you know, he is kind of straddling the fence and he's playing the political um, forum. I don't play politics. Has it cost me some things? Absolutely. Do I care? Not at all. This is a very political world. From the church world to the educational world to every business factor, everything is all based on man's politics. So let me tell you how bold and brazen I can be. I said to Robin, if heaven is a reflection of this world, I would prefer not to go. It's good teaching right there. If heaven is going to be a reflection of what we've dealt with down here, I'd prefer not to go. Because you know what, if you're not willing to play the political role of our society, you're going to always be on the outside looking in. So when I read this quote to you this morning, this has nothing to do with one side of the arena or the other side. This is a statement by Franklin Graham. And then we'll come back to 4 equals 3. President Trump's enemies continue to try everything to destroy him, his family, and the presidency. In the history of our country, no president has been attacked as he has. I believe the only hope for him in this nation is God. This is Franklin Graham. This is a critical time for America. We're on the edge of a precipice. Time is short. We need to pray for God to intervene. We need to ask God to protect, strengthen, encourage, and guide the president. So if you were here last Sunday, we turned this into a... Collaboration time, where we were sharing and praying today. I'm going to give you kind of the role that we're going to do after just several scriptures. We're going to get in groups and we're going to pray for our country. Okay? Seriously, that was a powerful song. And I said to Robin when she came off the platform, I said, that was highly anointed. And it wasn't just because she was singing. It was highly anointed. Why do we believe God has all the power, but we do so little praying? We'll talk about other people, we'll gossip, we'll put stuff out there that has no truth to it, but we know God has all the power, but we won't connect. And then we wonder why our homes and our communities and our schools and our nation is in serious trouble because we don't understand four minus three. The other day I was meeting with a father and his son, and as we finished our counseling session together... I ask because, you know, it's more important to ask than just assume you have the right of way. Inside the word assume is another word. You ought to look at it someday. And so I turned to the Father and to the Son, and I said, as we close our session, do you mind if I pray for you? And the young man looked at me, and he said, of course not, Coach. Go ahead, pray for me. If we would begin praying, not just for ourselves, that should be the last person on your list. If you and I will begin praying over this nation, over leaders who we may or may not agree with, and we would pray all the way through, we would see power released in this nation. God answers prayer. There were some young people that were with us this morning, and um, they have some true stories that will testify to the fact that four equals three. If you have your Bibles and would like to follow along or you can see it on the screen perhaps, the title of the message this morning is Prayer Changes Things. So as we begin to set the tone for this, I was raised in a house of prayer. There was always family devotions every night. It didn't matter. We had family devotions. And we all knelt down around seats, couches, whatever it was. We got on our knees and we prayed. You don't think I haven't seen a change in this country? Sure I have, and so have you. Let's talk about 4 equals 3. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I think you're going to understand this real clear. If my people, not the world, if my people who are called by my name, listen closely, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. There's the problem right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not on God's end, it's on our end. Number one, people who do not pray will not humble themselves. People who pray the same prayer every time they pray are not seeking his face. I cannot believe that I have been married so long to this beautiful person, and I would always say the same thing to her. You've got to be kidding me. How boring is that? How dead of a relationship would that be? Seek my face and keep doing your own thing. And that's our society. That's not God's word. It says, those who humble, pray, and seek turn from their wicked ways. Check it out. Here's God's side. Then I will hear from heaven. That's one. Two, I will forgive their sin. That's two. And three, I will heal their land. God will do His end if we'll do our part. We're not doing our part. We don't want to humble ourselves. We don't want to pray. It's the last thing we're going to do. It should be the first thing we do. And we ought to be seeking his face. I can't imagine God saying every day, well, here he comes to the office, and for the next half hour before he goes to the gym, I'm going to hear the same thing that I heard yesterday that I heard last year. Hmm. And then on top of that, when he tells me, you need to turn from what you're doing, it doesn't align with the word of God, and I won't change, neither does he. (laughs) Come on, church. God's not changing. We're changing. He's the same. Listen, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the book of Hebrews. Listen, he's immutable. He doesn't change. God has never changed. He's consistent. He's fair. And he doesn't change his words. So let me put it this way. If I will humble myself, and if I will pray, and I'll seek his face for the benefit of others because I talked about that, and I will continue to turn from things that he's bringing to my attention, I know he's going to do this. He's going to listen, he's going to forgive, and he's going to heal things in my life. Four equals three. So this morning now, I just want to give you several verses, and then the rest of the time, we're going to be getting into groups. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for our country. We're going to pray. Listen, it doesn't matter if you like President Trump. Wait till you hear God's word. The same thing when our other president was here. There may be some of us who didn't really care for him as a person, but he's still in that office, and we pray for that office. Hello, church. Wait till you hear God's word. Not your word, not my word, his word, which is eternal. So we're going to pray for the president and all those in leadership. No wonder kids attack teachers. Turn on the evening news and everybody's attacking the president. No wonder kids have no respect for their parents. Because if you look at social media and look at the evening news, man, adults are just ripping people. When you can't control this, everything else is out of alignment. Hmm. Hmm. First verse, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I urge you then, this is Paul to Timothy. First of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Here's the point I want you to have from that. Prayer will produce a quiet lifestyle. Prayer will lead you into a quiet lifestyle, which will produce godliness and And holiness. And Paul would say to us if he was here today, I urge you, I beg you, I plead with you, pray for all those in authority and pray that we would be able to lead a peaceful and quiet life. Quiet living. I'm pursuing a quiet lifestyle. Oh, how boring. Really? Listen to what Martin Luther said. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Let me read it again. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. God has given to us a temple. Not that demonic spirits could live in. But that the Holy Spirit could come and reign here. And that this would be a temple of prayer. That means when I'm going over to the district office, or I'm making home visits, or I'm going to schools, I can be praying as I'm driving. My eyes don't have to be open. I don't have to be religious. All I have to do is talk to my Father. Hmm. What will it produce? A quiet life. What will prayer produce? A powerful and quiet life. Romans chapter 13, verse 1, get ready to go to work, because that's going to be the the bulk of what we're going to do before we close. And this is an honor to Billy Graham at the close of this brief message this morning, because we have work to do in praying together. We're going to hear Billy Graham's closing prayer over this nation. We started with a quote by his son. We're going to listen to a prayer that Billy Graham prayed over this nation. Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Here's what prayer will do for you. Here's what prayer will do for me. Here's what prayer will do for our nation. Let everyone be subject to the... No way. I refuse. (laughs) Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Check this out. That even means when Joseph was in prison for something that he didn't even do, he still honored the one who was over him. We're so shallow. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about our nation. We're so shallow. The only ones I'm going to listen to, the only ones I'm going to come under are those that are walking in agreement with me. No, no, no. If there's a Pharaoh in your life and they're in a position of leadership over you, obey them as unto the Lord. Yeah, that's exactly true. Hmm. 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 Charles Spurgeon said, True prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It's far deeper than that. It is spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. Heard that on the Joy FM the other day. And no, I... Didn't try typing it in while I was driving. I just remembered Charles Spurgeon. And then I went later and found it. And I said, I need that Sunday morning. Listen, are you willing to make transaction with the creator of heaven and earth? That's how important prayer is. Listen, parents, this morning, I would not be where I am today if it had not been for my parents and my grandparents, Robin's mother and Robin's grandmother, because they're all people of prayer. And watch this. How do you know that they're true people of prayer? Because they stay out of your business. Good preaching, pastor. Because see, when I just take it before the Lord, I don't have to go around and get in other people's business. I just go to the Father. It's His business. It's His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And I just let her go. Come on, church. Yes, sir. What's that produce? Peace and prosperity and quietness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, 7, I just gave you that principle and the point. Listen closely. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you to in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Okay, pastor, in a few moments, what do you want us to do? I'd like for us to get in groups and pray for our government. Pray for our country. Lift up our president, both sides of the house. Pray for them. It doesn't have to be long, but pray. Then I want you to come down into the state of Florida, and I want you to pray for peace and prosperity in the state of Florida. It's fun going to the beach. It's fun going to Orlando. But have you ever been out into the wilderness of the state of Florida? There's poverty all around. And what are we doing about that? We're all so fired up and jacked up about going to mission fields. How about the state of Florida? That could be a mission field. How about Louisiana? How about Ohio? How about whatever state? There are people right here in this nation that need prosperity, that need peace, and you can pray them there. It's true. You can clap. You can whatever. You can even boo. It doesn't change the word. It's just going to change you. Come on, church. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not being mean. I'm not being ugly. I'm not being hard. But we are in some critical hours, and we are just not quite sure what to do. I'm saying play the game of four equals three. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek his face. Tell him what's on your heart. Make sure you turn from what he tells you to turn from. Stop watching that show. Don't go to that movie. Stop that radio station. Put that down. Stop doing that. Yes, he does. He's a good father. If God's letting you have your way, you've got the God of this world. Hallelujah. Let me read it again. We only have one more verse. Listen. Also seek peace and prosperity of the city. Listen. Fanning Springs needs peace and prosperity. All of Levy County, Gilchrist, Dixie. God wants us to pray over this tri-county area and speak and pray prosperity. Watch this. I'm going to give you a prophetic moment, okay? God is going to fulfill His vision for this ministry, and there's going to be a live band with all the instruments. This place is going to be packed with people from all walks of life. But tell them the truth. Tell people what they want to hear. Tell them the truth. Because the truth will set you free. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. What does that mean? If I'm only praying for prosperity in my life and not Chieflin it's going to fail. I don't understand God's equation. But when I pray for Chieflin in Williston and Bronson and Cedar Key and Yankeetown and all the schools and all the administrators and all the security guards and all and all and all and all and all, and all that's all coming back for me. <laughs> Put others first is one of the keys to prayer. I'm going to bypass that quote, and let's go to the last one so we can get right into what God wants us to do this morning. The enemy hates a praying church, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Bunyan said, This book will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from this book. I'd like to add, if I may, and I'm not putting my name at his level, but I would also like to add, A family that prays together stays together. When husbands and wives pray together and pray for each other and pray over their intimacy and pray over their finances and pray over their children and pray over their grandchildren and the children see that and hear their cries and see the tears, it begins to reinforce faith in them. Hmm. Last one. This morning, it's been very basic. Prayer changes things especially when we do God's equation four equals three. God wants us to lead quiet lives. That doesn't mean not having fun, but that means you're so embracing prayer that what other people think, what other people say, what other people are doing is not your business. As many people say today, may I borrow it, please? Stay in your own lane. Can you imagine if we drove the way we live? There'd be a lot more accidents out there. We know how to stay in the lane on the highway, but man, we're in everybody's lane. That's a sign of people that's not praying. Hallelujah! Boy, I almost uttered some prayer in the spirit right there. Hallelujah! Study God's word and see if Jesus walked around getting in people's business. Show me some scripture. Last verse, Proverbs eleven fourteen. By the way, let me tag. Ah, thank you for connecting the dots. Pastor, how can you tell when people lack guidance because they're in everybody's business? Listen, Proverbs eleven fourteen: for lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many adversaries. Guidance. This nation needs guidance. Our children need guidance. Administrators need guidance. Pastors need guidance. Ministries need guidance. Our state needs guidance. SROs need guidance. If we will begin praying, if this becomes a house of prayer, yes, there's going to be a lot of attacks, but the victories will far outweigh the attacks. Corey Tin Boone, she had an easy life. That's not true. Listen to her quote. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? The other day I was asking the Lord, I said, it seems like a repeat to me. Down 27, down 27, down 27. And he said, what'd you used to do back in the 90s? I said, I always listened to Running to Win with Dr. Luther." Do it again. Yes, sir. What else did you do? I always pray. Do it again. Yes, sir. The Lord would love to order the steps of the church, the body of Christ, if we would begin praying. It's so boring Then you don't know him. Listen, I'm almost finished. Listen, I'll say it again. If prayer is boring to you, you don't know your heavenly father because Jesus Christ spent more time in prayer than he did teaching. Closing with Billy Graham. Listen closely. Here's his prayer. Our Father and our God, we praise you for your goodness to our nation, giving us blessings far beyond what we deserve. Yet we know all is not right with America. We deeply need a moral and spiritual renewal to help us meet the many problems we face. Let me read that one again, please. We deeply need a moral and spiritual renewal To help us meet the many problems we face. Hmm. I was just waiting upon the Lord to see if I should share with our young people. Something that I shared with a young man. Because our morals are at an all time low. And woe unto any man of God or woman of God. Who addresses the morality in this nation. Well. Well. Woe unto me then. Because our morals are in a shipwreck. Convict us of sin. Thank you, Billy Graham. Convict us of sin. Help us to turn to you in repentance and faith. Set our feet on the path of your righteousness and peace. We pray today for our nation's leaders. Give them the wisdom to know what is right and the courage to do it. You have... You have said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. May this be a new era for America as we humble ourselves and acknowledge you alone as our Savior and Lord. This we pray in your holy name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.